Race fans, sports fans, and mothmans to the Cetacean Recreation Plantation for this, the 47th running of the second jewel in the Blurry Photos Triple Crown. That's right, and it's a beautiful day for the running of the Freakness. We just saw an amazing race with the Conspiracy Derby. A photo finish between Paranoia and Misinformation, and we're told Misinformation won. Although Paranoia would like to take a second look at it. This being the second jewel in the Blurry Photos Triple Crown, next race we have the Bigfoot Stakes. If Misinformation can pull out the win today, then he goes on for the first Triple Crown in 42 years. Now let's go down to the track and take a look at the lineup as they're being loaded into the gate. That's right, Chet. We truly have an amazing lineup today. In the eighth position, Rational Discourse, always a crowd favorite, never a finisher in the top three. In the seventh slot, we've got Preconceived Notion, and we're pretty sure we'll know where he finishes. In the sixth position, we've got New Age Bullshit. He's pretty much all over the track. In the five slot, we've got Misinformation. Again, the winner of the Conspiracy Derby in a photo finish, so we're told. In the fourth position, the darling of the interview circuit, Liberal Media. In the third position, and perhaps the loudest horse of all, Religious Zealotry. And in a correction to the official program, Paranoia will be taking the second position, originally slotted for number one, but insisted on a last-minute gate change. And last into the gate in the first position, having a little trouble getting into the gate there, going in ass first. We have... Aliens? That's right. Doesn't seem that he's entirely aware he's about to engage in a sports event. That's right, Doug. It's a bold move. Let's see how it pays off. That's the last of them in. There's the bell, and they're off. Liberal media controlling the pack right out of the gate, trying to jockey for position with religious zealotry. Followed by misinformation, paranoia, and looks like preconceived notion stumbles a bit out of the gate. Rational discourse, the only horse to stay in its lane, losing ground quickly to New Age bullshit. And Aliens is already two links behind the rest of the pack, just standing on the track. That's right, I, I think he's eating a hamburger. Nope, nope, it's a Euro. Heading into the first turn, Rational Discourse gaining ground on Liberal Media. Followed by Misinformation, Paranoia, and New Age Bullshit on the outside. Religious Zealotry is getting pinned against the rail by Paranoia as they head into the second turn. As we reach the half-mile mark, Rational Discourse really getting banged around by Misinformation and Preconceived Notion, and Religious Zealotry is making gains. Coming up strong on the inside is Paranoia, followed by Liberal Media and New Age Bullshit making a push from the outside. And heading into the third turn, Preconceived Notion making a strong showing and Aliens is wearing a straw hat and taking pictures with children. Adorable. And rounding the final turn, Rational Discourse rolls ahead of the pack oh with God, Preconceived Rational Notion Discourse. behind, Religious Zealotry on the inside, Liberal Media coming up on the outside, Misinformation followed by New Age Bullsh**, Paranoia and Aliens is getting passed by the pack. And down the stretch they come! Is this the day that Rational Discourse wins it for the first time? Oh, no it isn't. Rational Discourse falls on its face for no apparent reason. And, oh my god, Preconceived Notion and Misinformation both go down. Oh, in the ensuing chaos, what is this? Can you believe it? Oh. It's New Age Bulls! Moves to the front of the pack with a late surge of speed. I can't believe it. New Age Bulls! By two lengths. Coming down to the wire, it's New Age Bulls! Followed by Liberal Media, they're neck and neck, and it's New Age Bulls! It pulls it out! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the 2013 Freakness is New Age Bulls!
Liberal media with the place and religious zealotry with the show. And Aliens is still back at the starting gate position. I think he's just turning in a circle right now. Just just trying to make himself dizzy. Boy, that Euro looks good though, Doug, doesn't it? Sure does, Chet. Sure does. <laughs> Rich pageantry in a world of sports. Welcome to Blurry Photos. <laughs> the biggest hat wearing his podcast you'll ever see. It's a cool mint julep for the ears. <laughs> sure is. Ew. Hey everybody, I'm David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. Welcome to Blurry Photos. Oh man. You have just won the Triple Crown. I hope that you guys went through an emotional journey like we did. It's the most exciting of uh, podcast <laughs> yeah, intro that's that right. <laughs> in sports. <sighs> Man, I I wish there was some way that we could have foreseen the future of that intro. Yeah, me too. I wish there was some something that could have given advice to us that would have said probably not to do that because it was pretty silly. <laughs> Alas. Eat ching, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did you expect that? No. It, no, you didn't. We've started. Yeah. I just did it. I just kicked it off. Well, f*** your week, Dave. Let's get this thing in the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I wasn't going to talk about your week. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just decided to kick the door in on your home. <laughs> Chinese divination in your face, <laughs> <laughs> that's right well to this week uh we are looking at the I Ching. that's right we uh we've kind of dabbled in other formats for prognostication we Ooh. we we talked some tarot now it's time to explore some I Ching. <laughs> pun gun didn't go off oh man that was a dud <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun i i i like these uh this one, this one in particular is neat. I had picked up some books about this uh, in the past and, and even tried to do some uh, self-prognosticating on myself in the old past. Uh, it, it's fun, although I, yeah, I, I guess I, I did it right because there are different ways of doing it, but uh, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. It's a, it's a neat thing and something from a, a part of the world that we have not visited very much. No. Old old China. Yeah, it's China is gigantic. And you know what? I'm going to double my efforts on that because they've got to have some great stuff that we don't know about. Well, I'm sure they do, yeah. what The closest we came was like bygone pipes or something, wasn't it? And that yeah. was even like Tibet. Yeah. Well, they were, that's, that might be insulting Tibetans to right. even, even draw that. Wait, way to step in a political situation, Flora. Now we're Yikes. banned in China. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Banned in China, hated in Tibet. That's right. Blurry photos. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't win. Oh, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So Taiwan's crazy, right? right? (laughs) Who owns it? (laughs) Kubrick's zirconium. (laughs) Just sounded like we went home shopping channel for a second. Yeah, tonight we're going to talk about what the I Ching is, a a little bit of its history, uh, some of its components and what it can do for you what it can do for you and how and maybe even uh, uh do some examples for you because that's that's oh, always yeah. fun and do you want to know our futures because <laughs> i know i do and thank god the eaching has very clear guidelines for its use so i can't completely shaft flora's future with my own made-up <laughs> bullshit <laughs> with my own new age bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm I have to get rich and buy a horse so I can name it New Age bullshit. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I think that horses 
are are named in a system somehow. I don't even think it's the owners that get to name them. It's not accidental? No, there's something to it. I'm not for certain, but I know that it's not uh, something that somebody's just like, well, this, this thing just gave birth. Let me name the baby. I'm, I'm going to find out right now. Okay. While you do that, this episode's going to be a lot like our uh, tarot episode in, in many ways, particularly how they, they match up uh, to each other as divination tools. And also, uh, we're, like we said, we're going to do some some readings on each other. Do, do you call these readings? We, we cast the old yeah, coins. Yeah, I'd call it a reading. Do a reading. I mean, um, we ask a question that gives us advice. And yeah, it Carl tells Young's us a happy, thing. So one way or the other. Um, okay, lots of rules. To, to name a horse? Yeah, lots of rules. Um, the maximum length uh, in characters is 18. Wow. Uh, unless you have the accept, uh, unless you have the approval of the registrar, a name cannot be repeated for 17 years after the birth of a horse with the same name, or 20 years after the birth of the youngest named part produce of a horse with the same name. What? Oh, by the way, <laughs> this already rude, offensive, or racist words will not be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes our day jobs. <laughs> Oh well, dude, it's fine because our horse is still going to be named Diggy Toots. So, so, uh, so is it? Was I completely wrong there? Is it? Uh, uh, well, these are Australian rules. Australian <laughs> rules? What? I don't know, man. Hold on. You're just clicking indiscriminately at this point. Oh wait a minute. Wait, there's a good one here. So that means American rules. We still could name it New Age Bulls. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, there are the, the same rules as Australian rules. The the no the the breeders get to pick the names. They oh. submit them to a central authority who has to approve the name. Well, so we can. Well, I'm an asshole. I don't know where, where I, what I was thinking of then. Yeah, now you just wasted our valuable time, and now we don't, we know less about the future, Flora. <sighs> Sorry, thanks everybody. for that. It's okay, Sorry. we both know Obama did it. <laughs> Uh, so you can check, uh, on your checklist of things I learned about the I Ching, mm-hmm. Australian horse race rules and naming of horses. I just saved check. you guys a trip to the library. You're welcome. Because <laughs> people right. go there for information. <laughs> let's, uh, let's give a real, uh, quick overview yeah. of this. Now, this subject, the I Ching, yep. is much like, uh, some of the subjects that we've covered in the past where... There is a mountain of information about it, but we are going to try and circumvent the mountain, take pretty pictures of it, and show you those pictures so you're not left hiking all the way up it, all the way down it. We're the ones with the blisters on our feet, not you. Yeah. We're we're really going to give you the the icing of the cake here, but we'll obviously let you pick the design of it, and I hope you pick Avengers or something like that. (laughs) Get a little plastic figurine. I mean, and just you just keep going. No, shelf. keep going. Okay. Keep going with it. All right. Don't stop. Paper plates and uh, napkins. <laughs> Get a whole theme thing going. Ants in the pants. Ants in the pants. What? Did you just said that out of left field? <laughs> you just start saying ants in the pants. <laughs> you were supposed to give me the yellow Mega Man. No, uh-huh. the, it was a South Park thing. Oh, sorry. Kyle got him. Or or Kenny or somebody got him ants in the pans instead of oh the game Mega man yeah I got that all right uh, the, 
All right. So take out that checklist again. 91%. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, putting God. a percent. I'm calling it now. We got to really. You are right. Yeah. All right. So the FDA gets involved if we fall below 70. <laughs> and then we don't get to name our horses anymore. <laughs> 89. Oh gosh. We'll we'll give you the briefest of, of briefs. And if if you really want to know the history of, of the I Ching, first of all, good luck. Second of all, there's a lot on it, even yeah. though uh as we'll get to, it's still kind of up in the air. Yeah, it's it's between I mean, ballpark between two and four thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Um and even the people who are said to have written it are so highly mythologized Mm -hmm. as to make it really difficult to kind of separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, The original, uh, the the person uh, deemed responsible for the initial writing of it was said to be uh, Fu Shi, uh, also in in some, uh, sometimes known as Bao Shi. He reigned during the mid 29th century uh, BCE and uh, was one of the three sovereigns. Um, who is, you know, kind of a forefather for all of Chinese culture, was supposed to have taught them uh, trapping and writing and fishing. Um, he's, a, he's a legendary figure. He's a, right. he's a culture hero. He's not even, people aren't even sure if he really existed or not. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a King Arthur-esque sort yeah. of dude. Um, and so getting to the, the root of where the I Ching came from, you, you're starting off. It's, it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, where did the tarot come from? Oh, Merlin. Damn it! Yeah, you know it's a, a hard thing to 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 square. So yeah. that that's why the 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 history of it's so difficult. It went through a few updates over its history that were historically verified. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would add additional commentaries. People would add to the system, but very it's it's very easy to to verify the changes and the additions and the commentaries. The system itself still stays very enigmatic. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll see what we can dig up here. Uh, from the surface, but if you're if you're wondering, well, you, you if you're saying to yourself, these guys keep saying I Ching, and I have no f-ing clue what I Ching means. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, well, yo, set them straight, Flora. Here we go. The I Ching's both an ancient Chinese text and a method of divination. It has evolved over the centuries and is a mix of Taoist and Confucian philosophy. The E in it is. For for all our Western purposes, and the letter I, yeah, but it's not pronounced I or That'd be I. Too easy, too easy. That's I A S Y. Terrible. Are you proud of yourself for 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 so effortlessly slipping that in, though? I don't think you even realized you did it. Because <laughs> it was a great dad joke. <laughs> Ooh. 87%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Only 2% hit on that. I got off easy. So, so yeah, the, the letter I, pronounced E, means change. And then Ching means book or classic work. So a literal translation of it is the Book of Changes. Or oh. Le Livre de Change, oh. en français. Chrétien Sorry, I started choking you physically through halfway through your French word. Um, <laughs> it's also called the uh, classic of changes. And that means the the classic work of change. 
the name derives from the philosophy that nothing is static and we must learn to adjust to the ebbs and flows of change. Mm-hmm. It's a book of wisdom and also an oracle which illuminates correct and balanced action in many, many situations. Just like the tarot, the I Ching can be referenced for advice, but it does not predict the future. That is one thing that the old tarot wants to make clear. Lots of people will, will pretend that it is something that, that predicts the future. Take, I don't know, me, three minutes ago, for example. <laughs> Oh, God. We're supposed to help with the mysteries, but not me. No, no, no. (laughs) You like to keep the mysteries snug as a bug right up until we kick it in the teeth. Who do you think the jockey is for misinformation? It's me. That's (laughs) M-I-I. Oh, God. (laughs) It shows the current situation and possible courses of action. And it's funny because in doing the research for this, a lot of uh, sites that brought up the tarot to compare to to the I Ching stated that the tarot was used for telling the future. Yeah. And I think conversely, sites that talked about the tarot, if they even brought up the I Ching, it's, like, it's so funny. It's like one of them is like, no, no, we show you your present situation so that you can take actions, so you can favorably deal with them. But tarot, no, that one's that one's a, the tool of the devil. It, it shows versus your jets, future. Man. <laughs> tarot. Uh, Once you go tarot, you're tarot all day. Because we don't have enough musical theater in this podcast just yet. <laughs> We had to go stick in your dibbick in this podcast. Oh, Lord. All right. When you draw death, you draw death all the way from your first chariot to your last rider wait. No. <laughs> tarot musical? Yeah. Ter- that was terrible. <laughs> what? Did you hear it? It was terrible. West Side Tarot. All Ta- right. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Dude. No, wait. Wait. Terrible. Yeah. Every time you say it, we go down a percentage point. That's 83. Eching! So so the point is, it's funny how these people don't get everything in line with how each other, what each other is saying. They both are supposed to, to show you what the current situation is, possible courses of action for it. The future is not set in stone, obviously. Everything changes. Tiny wimey. Wibbly wobbly. And with the I Ching, it gives this advice through 64 hexagrams, which are six lines on top of each other. And those are broken down into two trigrams, which are three stacked lines. Did you get that, everybody? Are you with us still? To uncross your eyes, (laughs) we're going to explain that in a little bit. It'll be easy. Don't worry. The cosine of the relationship between the tangent (laughs) and the dangling participle. It, it stretches over many disciplines. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Abandoned. Moving on. These The lines that, that make up these uh, hexagrams, trigrams, they're drawn one of two ways. It's a straight, solid line, or it's a broken line. And these are based on the philosophy of yin and yang. Not yin-yang. 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 There's no G on yin, for nope. one thing. And it's not yang... It's no. not the I Ching with yin yang. Uh, you know, my dad used to, his, and I don't know where on earth he picked this up, 
But if, if, if somebody had a lot of something, yeah, that guy's got money coming out the yin-yang. <laughs> no bullshit. That was one of his favorite I've heard phrases. That. Yeah. I've heard that coming out the yin-yang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Classic colloquialism yeah. in, in America. No, no, no. The money's coming out the yin-yang. <laughs> <laughs> so smug. <laughs> I've got to go get in my Prius. <laughs> Drive to my health food collective. Wheatgrass. <laughs> uh, the solid lines are masculine, which correspond to the yang, and broken lines are feminine, which correspond to the yin. And more on those components later. So... That is a brief and and really tangential overview on the I Ching. Let's talk about uh, some more of the history of it here. It's about as mysterious as the oracle itself, where yeah. it comes from, like we said. Shrouded in mystery. The uh, earliest artifacts discovered so far date a text version of the I Ching to the 2nd century BCE Han Dynasty. Founded by Han Solo. And those texts are thought to have been kind of a congealment of concepts yeah someone was kind of uh making a a, a collection of sorts a study of it so uh, and congealment is not the right word for it i maybe like a like a conglomeration yeah um a collection yeah it's bringing together all these disparate uh, uh ideas yeah into one solid thing so even though that's the first written record that we've ever found it's by by virtue of what that record is, it implies that it had been around for quite some time prior right. to that. Right, exactly. Back to the late 5th century uh, BCE in what's called the Warring States period. Of course, each each branch of this, this you can see how this it just sprouts limbs as it as it grows and you can go down any limb of this and it's super interesting what's happening in in uh, Chinese history with you know dynasties that are uh, usurping dynasties and tribes that are that oh. are coming into their own and some of the most fascinating history that has happened in the history of history because this stuff was going on at the same time you get like the Indus River Valley starting up the uh, Egypt yeah like this stuff's happening before even pharaohs uh, came into power again I'll say it again because I've said it before, and that's what makes it so easy. And man, talk about sounding like a, a jackass, but I'm going to say it. The Eurocentric view of world history does everyone a huge disservice. Yeah. And it and it's it's not like, it's everyone glibly says, oh, well, you know, the Chinese were very advanced. But, but you really need to like understand how organized that such a huge amount of space was. And, and China then was not necessarily the China now. Right. But it, but it was just magnificent. And, and you're right. Like, the, when you think about when these things are happening, as according to when things, what, what the equivalent history is that's happening in Europe at the time, <laughs> it's embarrassing, which is maybe why we don't take such a close look at it. But I'm telling you, if you think history is interesting, if you enjoy reading about history... Try reading about South American history. Try reading about oh, yeah. uh, Chinese and, and, and uh, East Asian history for the time periods that include the Roman Empire, that include uh, you know all of these, these things that were brought up learning about in, in high school. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just magnificent. It's so rich, and it's just full of like, holy crap, I had no idea moments. Yeah, they were, they were the ones uh, already sitting down thinking like, why are we here? What's this all about? Well, when, so when first people, people to ask, what's huts. Otis then? Eh? 
First people to give a slap and tickle me, <laughs> gov. They're the first to get its taste. <laughs> Our you, salute to Chinese culture. <laughs> we're bastards. Uh, you know, something that I think is interesting, maybe we should touch on in future podcasts, is like uh, South Pacific history. Oh, man. The, the boat diaspora. Oh, man, yeah. The whole culture down there, especially with uh, Samoans and yeah, and we've we've actually had a request for uh, the Contiki before. Yeah, yeah, a that is something Thor Heyerdahl. Like I don't know how much you like Thor's. Who me? Yeah, you. I, I don't know, man. It's just it's not Thor's. It's just one Thor. <laughs> it's not the Thor. Come on, I'm sure he used the hammer building a it's ship. Not all dudes name. you love. It's just one dude. Thanks, thanks. That's that's what you should glean from that. <laughs> Real, real happy. I just got, um, I just got a, a Thor uh, Lego figure in the mail. Did you? Yeah, cause all the Thor Lego figures come in like the sixty dollars sets, and I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars just to get a Thor Lego. Did you eBay that ass? Uh, I Amazoned it, and got just like the Thor with a couple of other pieces of junk for like I don't know too much still, but seventy dollars. No. Because if I had spent seventy dollars, I could have gotten the, the Quinjet and also the Hulk with it, maybe Captain America and Hawkeye. So, like we said, the the folklore dates it even further back, as far as twenty eight hundred BCE, which is the twenty ninth century. That's as far back as BCEs go, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, it credits the legendary culture hero Fuzi with uh, originating it. So here's here's the story of him. Fuxi and his sister Nu Gua were the only beings to survive what major catastrophe? Flood. That is correct. Yes. Ah oh, man, they were the only beings to survive a great flood, and they made human figures from clay with the divine power of the Emperor of Heaven. They made the figures come alive, and so they repopulated the earth with them. See, now, I like that a lot more than the institutionalized incest required by some other flood myths. Oh, true. But, listen, it's it's been a few weeks, so it's time for our regular promise of a flood myth <laughs> message. Here at Blurry Photos, Dave and Dave are working around the clock to provide you top quality entertainment, and then not letting you hear that. Instead, you have to hear us. And so at this point, we're in accordance with FCC regulations, we're going to promise you a Flood Myth episode. It'll be giant, two-parter. Can't wait! Get your Chesterfields ready. <laughs> you <laughs> won't be able to stand the whole episode without a nice, refreshing, crisp Chesterfield. The smoothest cigarette available to America's working men. Chesterfield's not available to women. Here's the thing. We're so like I we're we're I think we're too precious about the flood myth. We just have to Maybe. do it. We just have to like just do it because every time we discuss it, it's like oh, oh 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 I don't know if we have time right now. We really need to give it its due. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's true though. I'm right now. I'm moving. I'm in the process of right, no, moving. I know. I know. And I've I've got all these video games to play. We have a lot of important <laughs> to do. <laughs> But it, it it's, it's coming. I I don't want to shortchange it. I think there's too much out there. Yeah. And um, I it, it's gonna be real fun when we we'll get, get to, to it. Eighty three percent. Sorry. Probably eighty two. I think we. Yeah, eighty two. Moving on. So Fushi uh, discovered the markings of the eight trigrams on the back of a dragon horse. Some stories. It's a turtle. I prefer dragon horse. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take my stories extra badass and and not like Doodletown Pipers. <laughs> 
Yep, Tannehill Weavers. <laughs> they then evolved into the 64 hexagrams, and uh, they were deduced with meanings. Uh, and They would be used by government and in writings by dynasties, which would gain power and then re-deduce them and lose power, and another dynasty would come up and re-deduce them. It, it just... It, the history of these just seems to go yeah. loop-de-loops, really. They're the pawns of the Qing. It really uh, uh, can be interesting and also boring at the same time. Yeah. If, you, if you're interested in it, go go read up on it. But, I mean, it's... Uh, here's the... Again, you enjoy history. It's a cool history. You don't enjoy history? What the f*** are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> Judged. <laughs> uh, it's said that the philosopher Confucius was very interested in the I Ching and uh, wrote a group of commentaries about them. Also also didn't think that he could study them enough. <laughs> and in uh, 1099 BCE, a fellow by the name of King Wen came up with the hexagrams while in prison. He, he was, had the time. He had the time, and he got inspiration and, and stacked the trigrams and then came up with, with what each one meant. Yeah, the, 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 the description of them. That that's one version of of it. Yeah, again. Yeah, so hard. Really, really, uh, uh, all over the place. We're gonna say histories. that's the official version. Officially, <laughs> that's what happened. It's been in use ever since. I've I've heard a lot of uh, I've I've heard a lot of crap about uh, the publication of it and how how popular it is with the masses, but. I also followed up with some research on how much it's been published and if it if it even appears on like any top ten lists. You know, I, I really didn't find anything. The top two, you know, it was the Bible and the Quran that were <laughs> beating on each other, but then like you got Charles Dickens up there and, and Ag- out of the back stretch, Agatha coming out of the Christi. back, it's the I Ching. <laughs> yeah, even Agatha, Agatha Christie, but I, did, I never saw any I Ching stuff up up there. But apparently it's it's a very popular uh, tool and and book set of yeah you know advice guidelines all that good stuff and uh, uh, still utilized today gaining popularity in the West here but good good I say let's talk about let's break it down talk about these components now I crossed your eyes earlier so hopefully Yo, this will be boy, a little here, less crossing. here comes here comes the mathlete look out <laughs> I have never been called that <laughs> never. <laughs> So the most basic part of the I Ching is a line. And again, can be broken or unbroken. If it's broken, it's yin. If it's unbroken, it's yang. Female, male, dark, light. Dog, cat. Blue, moon, all that. (laughs) Fat, tire. Second component of it, trigram. This is a set of three lines. And this is what uh, Fu Shi saw on the back of a, a dragon horse or, or turtle, turtle shell. <laughs> it's, there, there are eight of them, and they represent the eight interrelated concepts. Heaven, earth, thunder, wind, water, fire, mountain, and lake. Each of them has corresponding everythings to it. Yeah, and, and then they interact with each other. Yeah. And the order of that interaction... Also matters. Sure. So, so mountain earth is not the same thing as earth mountain. Right. Like Correct. they're not interchangeable. And so there's like this, this second, second layer of, of logical workings to it. And which is where it gets so insanely complex. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, each one of them has kind of a persona of its own. It's, each one of them means something different. 
it, it could uh, could be something as uh, simple as like this is the aggressive uh, trigram. It's it means fire and light and happiness and and then this if if you get like one broken line in there, it's like this is the dark uh, trigram. And oh man, that's really oversimplifying it. But that's kind of the idea that it that it goes with this thing. The the, the itching could really use some simplification. I mean, I get it. It I mean, has been simplified. Uh, I mean, but I, mean I, I understand that's why it endures is because of but its yeah. complexity that you can get so many unique messages when very nuanced, uh, yeah. a degree of nuance that the tarot I don't think is capable of. It is uh, just so, I mean, you can literally, you and I could cast the exact same coins and get entirely different readings. True. I mean, like that's it's, it's 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 uh, I don't know. Does that make it awesome? Does that make it maddening? Oh, I think Probably. it makes it very awesome. I yeah. think it both. Yeah, yeah, awesomely maddening. Uh, Maddeningly awesome. So these trigrams. See, that's how Yin and Yang do it. The they if you stack two of them, one on top of the other, they make a hexagram. And with a with this hexagram, there are sixty four combinations possible, fifty six of which are unique, but that's... eight of which. If you turn them upside down, they'll look the same, you know, either way. Yep. Uh, but it does matter. It does. <laughs> so that, that gives you uh, 64 total. Each of them corresponds to a life situation, and each of them has a brief description, also known as judgments, and also some short text or statements uh, for each line of the hexagram. Six in total. So, man, I and to the listeners... Right now we're in the woods. Okay, yeah. we just we're getting through the woods right now, and we'll be in the clear in a second. So just bear with us because this is what the I Ching is, and so this entire concept of an episode is bullshit unless we tell you this New even, Age bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> even though it's super dense, and I mean, I have it in in front of a in front of me on a computer right now, and even listening to this description and looking at it, I'm like, Abayawa, yeah, Hadu. So just bear with us. We're gonna keep. We're gonna plunge onward. My hope is that we we set up the tee and then we hit the ball, and then once the ball gets in the hole, then you'll know what happened. <laughs> that was well. I tried wait, for wait, that wait, one. Wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh. <clears throat> Do you hear it? Do you hear it galloping in? That's what she said. We're so good at harmonizing that we should be both shot in the head. <laughs> I wasn't trying to harmonize. Should we do oh. it again and try? Sure. All right. That's what she said. I, I, I wavered a little, but all right, we tried. Here, here we go. The, the bottom two lines of the hexagram corresponds with the body and the environment. The two middle lines... Corresponds with the subconscious mind. And the top two lines correspond with the spirit. So there's always a way to break down every little bit of, of this thing. And you, uh, here, here's a deal. You always count from the bottom up. So the first uh, cast of the, the sticks or the, the coins, coins whatever you or use. the die. The number one, that's your bottom. And then you, you uh, stack on top of that. Five more times. Think of it as building a house, laying yeah. the foundation, building up. Think of it as a tree growing up from the ground. Either way. Think of it as a zombie rising up from a grave. There are lines that are moving, which means they change from yin to yang and vice versa, depending on what you get. Wild card. 
And um, these are based on the, the casting and the, the numbers that add up to it. So there's a little math involved, unfortunately. A little bit of wild card. And a little involved. bit of wild card involved. Unfortunately. Unfortunately in there. These are called old and young yin and yangs. And that I ain't means got time for no old ass young. If it's old. Bring me that yin. If it's old, it's, it's changing. If it's young, it stays the same. Now that's an irony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we get to the, the casting of objects, and, and there are a bunch of different methods. Yeah, whatever you like. There's a bowling pins one. There's one that's just like a bunch toast. of... Toast. Toast. You throw a bunch of toast at a, at a pigeon. Yeah. And Pit- depending on which way it flies, that'd be a good one. That, that's actually kind yeah. of fun. All right, so let's talk about the the oldest, maybe what's called plastromancy. By the way, that would be called the elching. Yeah. Messing with pigeons. Doesn't count. You you are nonstop. You are going hard in the paint tonight. <laughs> I am hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. I just dropped so, us a percentage point. So, the, the oldest uh, they called plastromancy, which this was interpreting cracks in heated turtle shells. What? Yeah. That is specific. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, I guess it was uh, uh, useful. <laughs> They probably ran out of turtles, though, so they updated it. <laughs> what about tea leaves? They had tons of tea leaves. Turtles, not that I many. Think that's a different. I think it's a whole different ballpark. Whole different game they're playing, dog. <laughs> they get sharks and jets. We get the tea leaves posse and the turtle folks. The next technique that we get is uh, one of the one of the first uh, and, and most classic. It's done with what are called yarrow stalks. Yeah, yarrow. Yarrow stalk method. It's a pretty complex method of 50 stalks of this flowering plant called the yarrow plant, which they took they took stalks and, and tossed them down, and then you, you pick up some with some fingers, and, and it's... It's complex. I mean, it's, it's, it's a complex, divination, dude. man. And keep in mind the geographic area in which this is popular. So there is definitely like, oh, do you do I Ching Fushan style? Because I, I I do mine, King Winston. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I was kind of I brought up around Wall Mountain, so this is how we do it. <laughs> the yarrow uh, stalk method was replaced uh, by the coin method. One of the methods that is pretty popular still today. Yeah, that's the method that I'm familiar with. It's quick, it's easy, and uh, anything and anything can happen. Look out, everybody! The coin method. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Take it home for the whole family. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> Teach it to the in-laws. A big, big, big holiday in China. Oh, big oh, holiday, right. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> anything with with heads and tails is used. Anything yep. that's got a heads and tails on it. Um, so, so coins are easy. Any um, two-dimensional object. <laughs> <laughs> the the classic way of doing it uh, is the three coin toss. You you toss three coins. Three coins in a fountain. Seriously, little Sinatra trying to. Mm. I don't know that one. Did I elevate? Do you know what's great? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Steve Martin. They just get. They they're singing songs on a bus, and they're like, "Come on, sing a song." He's like, "Okay, three coins in a fountain," and everyone stares at him, (laughs) and then John Candy just goes, "Um, uh, "Flintstones, make the Flintstones," and everyone (laughs) sings along. So clearly, there's something about that song that some people don't enjoy. Because I, I, I just lived that. Because the look that I just saw, you look like an angry bus rider. <laughs> <laughs> usually, I usually, uh, that's my Chicago face. 
so so you toss three coins, and for every heads that you get, uh, it's a three, and for every tails, it's a two, and then you total them up. So you can get a total of six, seven, eight, or nine. Yeah. And uh, these are what how you know if they're changing or not. So a six would be the old yin. That's a changing line. A seven would be a young yang. An eight would be a young yin. And a nine would be an old yang, which is a changing line. There's also apparently a, a four, a six, and a two coin method that that's out there. I, I actually For have... For all you even Stevens have done... Yeah. I, I've done a six, the six coin method before, mm-hmm. and when I started reading all this, I was like, "No, I didn't do any of this at all." See, man, this thing is dense. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, though, you would think that with all this like variability, that like when you finally do all the math, you carry the one, you slap an abacus around for a half an hour, you would think that it would be like <laughs> a clear cut. This is what you have to do. No, nope. wrong. False. Moving on. I don't want to. I don't want to get to the, the meat of it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, oh, for the record, we're in the meat of it right now. I don't want anybody to think that like Jesus, they're just getting started. With this. Oh God! <laughs> we told you it's a mountain. Yeah, no, we're working towards the bone. Uh, there's a lot of meat and gristle on the plate. Um, the thing with the the six coin method is is that you are forced to have a moving line. Right, and and only one because you use five coins that are the same, and then one coin that's slightly different. So it's like five pennies and one dime, uh, and then the dime is the moving line. Yeah. If you do the three coin, which I think is the most used or or at least most traditional method with coins, yep, that's the standard. You get a probability where you, you you have a chance of not getting a moving line in there. Well, that's see, and sometimes life doesn't give you a moving line, right? Sometimes those lines are stagnant, dog. That's right. Also, you can use dice. This is uh, apparently easier for preserving probability. <laughs> really, for some reason, I thought you were saying, apparently that's easier for prisoners. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say prisoners. <laughs> well, it is. It is. You can use marbles, which you get uh, 16 marbles of four colors, and uh, you put them all in a bag and draw six of them out. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you can also use rice. Where you can pick up rice with your middle finger and thumb, place them on uh, some paper, and then when you're done with six piles of them, you you count them, and if depending on if they're even or odd, that's your yin and yang. And um, there's no moving line in that one. Well, then there's just well, I mean, if, if if all you're doing is pinching rice, you can't afford a moving line. You don't have the money for that kind of opulence. <laughs> rice pinchers. Rice pincher. That's what. That's how you know somebody's um, poor. You call around them the world. Yeah. yeah, those are your components that that go into that. That's that's you know it's it's Did like you, playing a, a a Steve Jackson game. It's can can you make it so clear many, to the listeners that we have just exited the forest? Um, oh no, we didn't, did we? Uh, do you want some music for that? What sound effect? What do you want? Uh, Give me a sound effect, and I'll. Uh, oh, wait, uh, freedom from too much math sound. <laughs> Yeah, work that out. Okay. Uh, And he will. He will. (laughs) It'll be like the saving money response. Yes. (sighs) And I I also like encourage everyone, and I should have said this a while ago, uh, but go ahead and go online and just Google I Ching 
and there's a thousand different like online eaching clients that'll like, oh, type your question and click this button and it'll, it'll animate the things getting played out. And it makes a lot more sense just to see it once. You're like, oh, so that's the coins. And then that's there's the, a hexagram. Uh, gotcha. I, I would advise going on there and, and looking at the hexagrams there. You can find them pretty easily. Think about the I Ching with it being so big and stuff. There are there are thousands of sites. There are yeah. thousands of videos. I would not much substance. Not much substance, but it'll, it'll get you kind of where you're going. I would also recommend if you're going to Google something, Google Metallica. Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Just see what see what they're up to. I would recommend Corn. I like Corn. So there, K O R N the the band. All right. Wait um, wait wait. I I know Corn. Right. Right? Am I right? No. no. I can rock with you guys. <laughs> you guys... Hello, fellow children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, too, enjoy a loud rocking song. <laughs> I, I can't feel... wait to get home on my skateboard. I feel misunderstood by my parents. <laughs> All right. Before we before we uh, uh, get into to the, the dessert, which is us throwing some coins at each other. Yes. We're going to talk about the uh, the psychological aspect of this uh, a little bit. This advice that uh, the I Ching can give out. Now, now, if you are a diehard I Ching person, this this might come as a curveball uh, coming from us, but we, we also would like to take a rational and skeptic approach uh, just to see the other side of the uh, coin here. <laughs> <sighs> The advice that it doles out can can be a little hard to understand, and, and thus it makes it a little personal to the person who, who is asking. Yeah. It allows for ambiguity for multiple interpretations. Again, that, that gives it some longevity, mm-hmm. gives it some legs to, to run with. There's also the old confirmation bias, which means uh, uh, one tends to notice things that confirm... Uh, one's beliefs and yeah. downplay or ignore those that don't. Preconceived notion. That's yeah. Well, that's the, the confirmation bias. God, that's, I, that's I'm his, afraid uh, that I'm afraid that we're going to be referencing that intro a lot <laughs> for a while. Confirmation bias was a good would be a good <laughs> yeah. There you go. A good horse in that race. Uh, you also get what's called the Barnum effect or a.k.a. the forer effect, when one tends to find personal meaning in statements that can apply to almost anyone. This is why they put horoscopes in papers. Yep. That's that's what you get. They, they, put, out their, they put out stuff that uh, can apply to anybody and are very uh, vague, but still personal enough for somebody to be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that, yeah. I totally get that. It's talking about me, man. Oh, man. Here's, here's an old friend, Carl Jung. Leave us alone, Carl. <laughs> Seriously, quit horning in on all of our episodes. <laughs> Carl really wants us to do I an know, episode on him. and it's not going to happen, Carl. Quit, it might happen, Carl. Quit trying to make Carl happen. It isn't going to happen. <laughs> Carl makes Carl happen. <laughs> Jung believed the I Ching was a great example of synchronicity, stating, whatever is born or done in this moment of time has the quality of this moment of time. Oh, that's that's so deep, Carl. <laughs> I like Carl, but I might push for an old Jung episode one day. Not before the flood myth, though. Oh, man. I mean, he is crazy Captain Carl. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to lose a bet for that to happen. <laughs> Carl Tron. The Carl Nader. <laughs> Carlissimo. Carl likes him young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm warming to it. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad an old... <laughs> 
crappy Saturday Night Live character <laughs> warm you up. Dave. Yeah. Hey, let's throw some coins at each other. Oh, man. I'm going to throw these things so hard. Don't lose them. I'm not going to. Okay, here we go. All right. We have our coins. Yeah, we do. Let's uh, verify that there's a heads on each of them and a very clear tails. Yeah, we did it. Uh, again, just like in tarot, with, with these questions that you ask, you don't want to do uh, negative questions. And for this one, you don't want to do yes and no answers. Oh, sh- Okay. I thought that was helping. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> because they're so ambiguous. Okay. I've got a good one then. I also, one. Uh, you, you don't want to ask, should I do this job interview or should I not do this job interview? Because well, then it's going to be like, right, well, how do you know? What, you just you broke know? the computer. Yeah. Okay. I've got it. My question is, uh, how are we doing on this episode? Is this one, one going to go pretty good for the people? So then you, you think about that question, shake them up. We have six tosses, uh-huh. six casts, and then we, we do the math for each. Shit. Yep. Uh, heads is three, tails is two. Okay, that's one. Two. Jesus. Ooh. Change in line. Four. And six. Okay. All right. All right. So, did it. I did it. So now we build from the bottom up. What? What is your bottom one total? Uh, seven. That's a solid. That's solid a, line. That's a young young. That's a young young. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. Because so, I paid attention in class, dog. Good. So that's that's a solid line, unchanging. Okay. Your next one. Seven. There you go. And then. Nine. Uh-oh, that's a, a changing yang. So that's an old yang. Then sevens from here. No, it's seven, seven, and then uh, eight. Mm. So that's that's just a yin. So with the changing line, you draw the, the hexagram again, uh, and then just change it over to the new line. So that, that nine that you got that was a solid line is now going to be a broken line. So you've got solid, solid broken solid solid broken yeah that's what i've got let's see which one that is here okay that is hexagram 58 it's lake over lake and i've got uh self-confidence encouragement pleasure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also uh, uh straight talk and speak your mind oh this is this is really working uh, it says, lake over lake. This is a doubled trigram. Friendly interchange. The most important question we need to ask about the universe is, is it friendly? Joyous self-expression. Come out into the open and freely express your ideas and feelings. Seek people and influences that are responsive to your openness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Difficulties are more easily overcome when you are enjoying yourself. Your ingenuity and inventiveness will serve you well. If you could, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing in the I Ching that is more relevant to recording a podcast than what we just heard. The I Ching is for real. Now, you had line three that was uh, moving or changing. Oh, yeah. Right? It was all over the place. According to this, according to the book I'm reading, it says line three moving a tempting offer. Are you pleasing yourself or doing something in order to please another? There may be some external temptations. Happiness comes from within. Boogity boogity. Are you doing another podcast? No. Hmm. 
<laughs> her rum. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm a one man. Wait, I'm a one lady kind of guy. Oh, good. This is the only podcast I'm sleeping with. Well, uh, the other book that I've got says um, this corresponds to how can you fully enjoy the moment? What are you bringing to expression? What if you communicated and exchanged more freely? (laughs) And also opening, creating success. Constancy bears fruit. Good. Okay. Great. You see how this goes. Yeah. Um, I like like the other one way more. Line three. uh, Coming opening, comma, pitfall. Hmm. Coming opening means looking expectantly for what you want to come to you easily and on your own terms. You try to dictate how things will be. This doesn't work. The joy you seek can't simply come to you from outside, but only arises from authentic exchange. I believe if we do anything, we have authentic exchange. Yep, yep, yep. We are authentically exchanging long-chain polypeptides. (laughs) Whoa. If you know of a better way to do it, I'd like to see it. Kodos and Kang holding hands as Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. All right, cool. Suck so. that, Fairpoint Podcast. There's your Simpsons <laughs> reference. I went deep. Uh, great. My that turn, was, huh? That was the most respectful of the suck that's, by the way. Suck that's. Our next section on the podcast, suck that's. The following people can suck it. <laughs> All right, give me the coins. I'm going to do it. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go uh, generic because I, I don't have anything better. I'm going to say, what does the universe want me to know right now? Ooh. I'm going to shake them up real good. I'm gonna shake shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. It's one. Okay. Keep trucking. Just getting the same thing over and over. Yeah, you are. This is your third seven in a row. Now there's pressure. Can you keep doing it? I broke you. <laughs> Two more. Yeah, shake it up. This is your big one. And you return to the well. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's see here. We got seven, seven, seven. Eight, seven, seven. Jeez, Louise. Yep. All right, what do we got here? Well, I'll tell you what you got here. Uh, you got your standard tree over sky. That is hexagram number nine. Oh. Uh, okay, so uh, the, the watchwords are interference, intuition, and taking precautions. Great. Pay attention to your premonitions. Clouds are gathering, waiting for rain. <laughs> it sounds like the happiest one Dude, I could yeah. get. I, I killed it. I did great. And that's well, what you were talking about the podcast. I'm talking about me. I know, I know. See, I keep this thing far away from me. All right, here we go. Uh, the wind in the sky, touching and sensing distant things. Your creative power is manifesting in subtle and far-reaching ways. The forecaster reads the signs of the, in the sky and knows what is going to happen. Overlooking the smallest warning sign that something is wrong may hold you back. This may lead to feelings of doubt, uncertainty, and indecision. Um, probably because it just told you that if you miss the slightest detail, you're doomed. <laughs> yeah. As with a puzzle, collect all the pieces before beginning. You have the sensitivity to know what is going on. As far as the rain, uh, you've weathered the storm. Uh, for the moment, all is well. Use this time to build up your energy and resources. Your troubles are not over yet. You are about to move. Yeah. All right, so let's check the other book. Okay. That's sad. <laughs> 
<laughs> so hexagram nine, also called the small taming. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Key questions for yourself are, what small thing can I work on today? <laughs> How can I cultivate a better terrain? Small taming, great uh, creating success. Dense clouds without rain come from the Western altars. Okay. To tame is to restrain and also to accumulate and nurture. It's what the farmer does. Here the small farmer cultivates the soil of his own small plot, hoping the offerings made at the western altars will bring rain. Uh, so this sounds like this is like for investing. The, now is your, your, your planting the seeds so that you might reap the seeds. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Sounds like this is an investment phase. Oh, you're about to move to a, a brand new apartment. I'm investing in a better place to live. Yeah. It doesn't fall in on my head. Yeah. I like the first book more for both of us. I felt like that had more more relevant. And it's funny. The first book is the first one that I, I uh, got and read. And that one describes doing the six coin method where you have to have a moving line. Yeah. Basically. And it's interesting because obviously I did six throws and didn't get a six or a nine in any of them. Yeah. Uh, therefore, I didn't have any moving or changing lines in there. So, uh, wow. Okay. Well, you you had the right idea. Whoop whoop. And I'm glad the the podcast was, question was the positive one. It's because <laughs> I care more about the podcast than I do about my own life. Oh, okay. Okay. If someone were to shoot this podcast, I'd be all. <laughs> Blurry photos, the movie. <laughs> the Blurry Guard. <laughs> that's brilliant. So there you go, man. Wow. That's... Oh, that's that's what our future has. What does your future has? Yeah. Find out online. Uh, and if you know what you're or doing... buy a book. With the I Ching, if you actually know what you're doing and, and can tell us how wrong we are, go ahead and write in. Dude, we did the math. We did it right. <laughs> if you call and tell us how wrong we are, I'm going to I Ching your face. Uh, that's that's the I Ching, though, in a, a, uh, oh, man. a nutshell that's yeah. black and white. Yeah. Those little spots. And a little turtle shell. <laughs> a little turtle. Yeah, yeah on the back of the turtle, turtle shell. There? Oh, yeah. man. Well, listen. I, I don't need to throw no coins to know what is directly in our future. Really? Yeah. What is it? Oh, Oracle. Hold on. Oh, it is puns. Oh, yeah. you threw them anyway. Yeah, well, I wanted to be sure. And you made a mess. I made a huge mess. Uh, why don't you flip to see who's going first then? Oh, sucky, sucky. Mr. All right. Fate. Okay, let's Mr. take... Uh, I'm going to rely on chance. Where's that awesome Maori mask going? Call it in the air, home slice. Me? Yeah. Tails. Tails it is. I'm two for two, bro. You are. You're really good at this. All right. Does that mean you go first or I go first? I don't know. <laughs> I think you put. I think you pick. Oh, I pick? Yeah. Um, then you go first. All right. Okay. Before uh, Isaac Asimov really got involved with uh, science fiction as a writer, he also dealt with a lot of um, ancient Chinese history and um, their methods of divination and prognostication. And so he wrote a book called I Ching. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I am personally quite satisfied with that pun. Roll starring, number one, starring Will Smith. <laughs> you do not throw more than three coins. That's right. Uh, All right, what you got? I got Flora? a long way to go to to be as good as right. I think I was. All right, I, 
I've got uh, I've got a store that has a lot of incense uh-huh. and candles and and uh, stuff that smells good. Ooh, spice up your home. It's called the Potpourri Ching. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh man, I got a good one now. Are you ready for this? Oh, I might be. Then again, I might not. I better ask you know, the I Ching and see. Yeah. Uh, so Diggy Toots has got himself a new protege. Who's this now? Diggy Toots. Pam pam pam. Yo, Twable, my neighbor. He's got himself a protege. He's 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 trying to invest in a like a, a Justin Bieber. Yeah, a, a young upcoming rapper. Okay. Diggy Toots is proud to present Young Young. His Young Young. His first album's called Rolling Sevens. <laughs> <laughs> young young yeah that's why i knew what seven was because i'd already written the pun oh gosh <laughs> i like it i like it it sounds like it could be real yeah that's what makes it oh. uh all right all right i've got a i've got a restaurant uh that has 64 delicious and spicy southwestern dishes uh-huh you uh you, you kind of leave it up to fate to choose uh, which oh, which nice. of the sixty four okay. dishes you you get. Never know what you're going to get. It's the Tex Mexagrams. Oh wow! Oh God! I, I... Well done, <laughs> well done. Oh okay. I've got a I got a bonus one for you. Do you? Yeah. It's a uh, it's a magazine about people uh you know if it's if, if the weekend's coming up and you're not sure like where you want to go out to have uh the future told for you to learn more about your present uh just grab a copy of eaching out <laughs> yeah this is a bonus this is a, you're enriched for having it i'm telling you <laughs> young young rolling sevens yeah oh pretty good pretty good uh-huh if you guys have a uh you guys got a nice uh, business or product based on the I Ching. Uh, let us know. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear it. Uh-oh, Flora. What? Oh, man. Well, the top one yep. The top then, one looks like a mountain. And you, and you add that over, and then it's... That one's no, that one's the, the moving one. Oh. So, so, so it's, it's Listener, Those children should not be cheering. No. We have got a lot to get to. Oh, my God. Those kids don't know what the death march they're about to go on. So this is what happens. This is uh, the the hexagram was us under mountain of mail. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly. Uh, sorry about that. We uh, Flora had some life hitting him in the face. I had some life hitting me in yeah. the face. Yeah, it we all had came. a lot of life this, this couple of weeks. Uh, we don't like to make excuses, so we won't. Right. But... <laughs> We'll get to we'll get to your guys' stuff so, here. So I hope Let's, you guys like listener mail because it's about to hit you all yeah, up. Yeah, we're, we're going to master blast through it. Exactly. Right off the bat, ask and you shall receive. Bob, oh, Payton, oh, Bob. all up in our grills. Yes, man, we did ask. We did, and we did receive. Oh dear, we oh, received. Man. Bob, uh, thanks for your offer to move. We we got it, but yeah, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that was very very <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> um. So uh, Bob hit us up with a couple of uh, real-life experiences he's had. Uh, I love the way he puts it. Oh, a couple of things that have happened to me in the last 40 or so years. <laughs> uh, the first one, he was very, very young. As he was just laying down in bed, he was just kind of thinking about his day, as he still does. And he saw a door in his room appear in the wall. 
like an old kind of medieval door. Hmm. And as it opens, there's a yellowish light. And it only opens about six inches. And it's on the opposite wall of the room. And this bony arm reaches out. And it just keeps reaching. It starts stretching <laughs> and stretching straight to him. And Bob's, you know, is like, and, it, and this voice keeps repeating, whatever you do, don't leave the bed. Huh. Which I don't think it had his best interest at heart. So Bob, like any good American, loses his shit. Sure. Or more accurately, his Europe. Sure. Screams and wets the bed. Mom runs into the room. The 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 arm is, is receding back as the mom's approaching. And the last thing he hears is, I'll be back. Oh, God. <laughs> So uh, that and so that didn't that didn't turn out well for Bob. Mom took care of that, and then many years later, Bob, now a grown man, grown ass man, he's got a he's got a, a wife and kids of his own. He's a marine. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of nothing. He's going to simplify the shit out of that door, mm-hmm. except for a door doesn't show up. A seven foot black shadowy figure strides into his room and sits on his bed. He feels the bed shift under the weight Ugh. and it just turns to look at him now bob who because he's a marine and is always prepared keeps his marine tactical k-bar knife which i have always wanted one <laughs> in his nightstand he does not opt for that he he opts for the more powerful weapon screaming for his wife <laughs> <laughs> gosh and um yeah and and again um you know it disappeared and in discussing this with some of his friends uh, on a more theological bend, because uh, Bob is very active in his church at the time, that this was uh, almost uh, determined. He he spoke to some people at his church, uh, kind of like a an, an Italian mafia intimidation move. You know, maybe hmm. we just send a guy by your house. This is an awfully nice soul you have there. Pity if something were to tear it out of you. <laughs> so that's spooky stuff. It's it's incredibly spooky. Yeah, and, and uh, the 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 interesting part about it is. Just seeing it is one thing, but the feeling uh, of the bed shift, the the, right, the thought in his head of of the voice, you know, it's like it's it's compounded, which which makes it incredibly creepy. Oh yeah, that is yeah, it, it, it's those secondary things that you notice. Yeah, so that you know you're not inventing it. You know, you feel something else happen. There's another sensory input brought into play. And, and the arm that just keeps stretching. Yeah, blah, that's blah, 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 blah. yeah, that's nightmare stuff. I mean, sounds sounds demonic. Sounds like gin. Sounds like yeah, that's very could very, could be you know even head games that are being played by by something. Mind the games, board the games for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. thanks but, for sharing that though, Bob. Yeah, that's, thank you. Uh, and Bob also has this uh, interesting uh, insight. Maybe explaining some cryptids. Oh, yeah? Uh, take the Mothman. You know, he hangs out in dark, deserted areas. Maybe even corner bars in downtown Scranton area. <laughs> He's got red eyes. Uh, bad disposition. Aggressive. He might just be a paint contractor. Oh. Oh. I see what you did Self-deprecating. Jack White's the clever uh, one. He also hits us with, uh, with this a gift given to ancient peoples from stranded aliens to help make peace between the two cultures that obviously did not quite work out. Yeah. The Dropa Sopa on Europa. Oh, <laughs> there's an implication. Sorry, of aliens. Sex threat there. <laughs> uh, also, Bob hits us with this one. 
It's a group of super rich, powerful men with very runny noses who run the world. It's the Illuminati. (laughs) 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 They don't care. No, they don't. They'll they'll get it all over everything. They're just in with big tissue. (laughs) Cahoots. (laughs) Big Kleenex. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for... uh, Making all of our our, uh, uh, recent wishes come true. A lifelong friend of the podcast. (laughs) Moving on. Taper writes us in. uh, Says he enjoyed the the Dybbuk Box episode. Thanks, Taper. Glad you enjoyed that. Hope nothing went wrong for you. I got some stories of some some things going wrong for people. Having having bad luck the day they they listened to it. Not many, but I, I heard from some friends. Taper says that he was fascinated by the idea of a malign spirit as an attacher... And he realizes on thinking about it, exactly what's going to happen to people who in the far future unearth the Dybbuk box, they'll be attacked by Klingons. I get it. I see what he did do, there. Do you get it? Do, you put it. <laughs> Kapla taper. Yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> we got another great letter from our friend Jen. Hey, Jen. Uh, who has amended her workout schedule to include bicycle helmets and maybe staying off the treadmill quite so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really either or. Um, <laughs> you, you don't have to do both. <laughs> you could. You could. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, and thank you for your well-wishing with the uh, Dybbuk Box episode. Um, yeah. I All of the uh, the issues that we ran into since our last episode, none of them have been really technological in nature. No, thank goodness. Yeah, so I feel like we dodged a while. I think maybe it took we, me a while to get that one out, but yeah, still. We were respectful Maybe. On accident. Sure. Not on purpose. Sure. Uh and Jen, thank you for uh for thank you for spreading the good word about blurry photos oh, we, to, we to you and yours. That. Uh and if you're a friend of Jen's, know that uh Jen's pretty cool. I mean the best like, cool. Not that you don't already know that, but maybe you could afford to have that reinforced to you. Maybe buy her a cheesesteak. Yeah. Good idea. Come like on. a really good one. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Buy her a cheesesteak. What are you an asshole or something? <laughs> Don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> and uh, Jen, to answer your question, yes, George Washington did have a secret spy ring. It was called the Culper Ring. The Culper Ring. Yeah, and we actually did look into that, and uh, I think we've mentioned it once or twice. Uh, I think yeah, we did touch on that on our Revolutionary War episode. Yeah, so yes, yeah. that is that ain't that ain't Bullstein. That's a real thing. No Bullstone there. Yeah, go back to our uh, uh, July episodes and and find that one. Got uh, all kinds of stuff that's right up your alley, I bet. Mm-hmm. We love histories and mysteries. And you. <laughs> Wink. Got an email from Don, uh, who requested the EVP uh, link. And that, so that you we shall have it. Um, which I, I sent it to him uh, later. It, it took longer than I should have, and I'm sorry, Don, but hopefully you enjoyed that. It's not like you owe him a certificate to be the king of Halloween or something. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I'm just such a bad person. Life, life's hit us in the face. Yeah, life in the knees. Face. Life, the life knees. took our kneecaps out. But uh, Don also uh, gives us a bonus pun. Uh, going back to our first ghost stories episode, when we discovered the erotic openings of oh, the yeah. stories, uh, he says, "Wouldn't reading the Odyssey in such a way make it Homer erotica?" <laughs> yes, it good would. Stuff. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Classic. Well played. Classic in two ways. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. Thanks, Don. Uh, Tim hit us with an awesome pun. Ow. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes, you, and man. You yes, goof. and. Yes, and. <laughs> Don't deny it. It happened. 
recognize it. Um, Tim hit us with this, uh, and I hope I hope that we were all big fans of the uh, TV show All in the Family, uh, because what was the box where Michael and Gloria kept all of their family mementos? It was the Stivic box. <laughs> That's over my head. Oh, come on. Sorry, no, bro. it's it's uh it's Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers played mm-hmm. the, the Sally Struthers played the daughter, she married him, right. they called him Meathead all the time. Right. They were the Stivics. Okay. Ah, you kids. Thank you, Tim. You're smarter than Flora by a lot. I, I appreciate I appreciate the pun. I just I'm too young. <laughs> Such a youth. Youths. <laughs> Connor writes us in with, uh, with some very kind words. Uh, we've had some some storms in the area lately. Luckily, they have uh, missed us in in the mm-hmm. Chicago land area, but not the rest of the state. So uh, the rest uh, of the state has has gotten royally wailed on with November tornadoes. Yeah, crazy, awful stuff. Yeah. So um, thanks thanks for your kind words. Our, our thoughts and, and prayers go out to the people affected by that as well. And uh, we're still keeping on, keeping on through all the, the crazy stuff. It yep. was some bad stuff that happened in the city, but nothing anywhere near as bad as. Yeah. Could have been worse. In some spots, but uh, he, he also sends us some puns. Uh, he says, few people know that before Sam Shirimi was the crack, very private eye. His life was spent under the scrutiny of others. Having been looked down upon by the world, Sam became quite the notorious prankster for which he was arrested for scaring people half to death, shooting them his signature move, the stink eye. <laughs> Sam Sharimi. And uh, he says, I think the Illuminati sounds like a huge pyramid scheme. Someone should keep an eye on that. Really well played. I that's, like that style of pun. That's, that's a it's a good yeah. layered pun. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Well done. Thank you, Connor. And it's time for our, our most elegant portion of listener mail. Oh, dear. Gray Cat Fancy, Fancy Feast. Feast. Ding. Yum, 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 yum. Gray Cat is uh, elegant because I every time I see an email from him, I'm like, it's the king of Halloween. <laughs> but he has no paperwork to verify that. <laughs> but he was, he's, he's, it was really elegant of him not it's to remind It's funny because me. as soon as you hand that to him, He's going to take your head off. I know. <laughs> so I got to because keep he'll it. be within his right to do so. A- absolutely, he will. He's, <laughs> he's he'll be the king of Halloween for the entire year. Yeah, yeah. Until a new king Halloween is crowned, and we have to determine how to figure how, that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he kind of got in on a technicality that I honor. I'm honoring it. Sure, but uh, technicality nonetheless. I like your lawyering there, fancy feast. All right, <laughs> to the puns. How about a new national holiday being promoted uh, by the Fox Farmers of America called Try Fox Day? Hmm. Hmm. Delicious like a fox. Oh, you ever tried one? Stringy. Ugh. (laughs) It's cleverly delicious. (laughs) Uh, Also, how about about a very unpopular topping for bagels called Dybbuk Locks? It smells like cat urine and it causes people to have strokes. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be buried with it. (laughs) <laughs> well done great cat thank excellent. you excellent excellent how about a, a pun from old johnny robots hey there johnny robots flying in on his jetpack with this pun <laughs> did, did you guys hear the story about the gremlins that were messing with the airplane wings it was riveting <laughs> oh johnny robots johnny robots you would know about rivets wouldn't you it's right because you're made entirely of prefabricated parts and you don't understand human emotions what is Hugh Moore. <laughs> Tell me of this la 
Lagging. Thanks, Johnny Robots. Lagging. There we go. And that closes it. it out. Circle gets a square. <laughs> Thank you, all of you, for writing in. Uh, and we will be back in our very regular schedule now. Yeah, hope, hopefully so. Yep. Uh, life life is getting sorted out once more. And we've got, at least we can anticipate things like Christmas. Well, so yeah. we'll, we'll, be able to, we'll be able to keep the machine. And even better than that, Krampus knocked. Oh, it's coming. It's coming, you <laughs> naughty little children. Krampus, Krampus, Krampus punches children. Krampus punches children. So yeah, I mean, it's not too late to try to redeem your evil acts, but man, you are going to get whipped, put in a basket, yep. and made to make toys. Yep. And then probably eaten. Sorry. Drowned in a bathtub. Yeah. Made into a stew. Krampus punches kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, that's listener mail. Thank you, guys. Boosh. So there you go. There that's you it. have it. Uh, go to iTunes. Subscribe to us there. Give us five stars. Rate us. Write us a review. Write us a review. Go to uh, Facebook and like yep. us. Do that. That too. makes us look important too. Check out uh, us. Check us out. Check out us on Twitter. Check mm-hmm. us out. Check out us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, stumble blurry, upon us. Blurry. Upon us, you should stumble. <laughs> Blurry underscore photos on Twitter. Blurry photos podcast, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, go uh, tell tell a friend. Enlist in our media empire. The army needs you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Get injected with a serum that will make you a super blurry photo soldier. <laughs> make tomorrow a blurry photos tomorrow. Only a trader keeps blurry photos to himself. <laughs> tell your friend Stan at the grocery store. Tell the nice lady who sells you flowers. They'll appreciate it and you. (laughs) Anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I am man who invests in landscaping company gets in on ground David Flora. Jesus God. There's no forgiving (laughs) what you just did. Oh my God. All right, it's fine, because I'm keeping it simple and real. I'm David. Young, young, y'all. Stecco. Rolling Sevens. Bye. Bye.